Welcome, everybody, to a bonus episode of Creative Confidential. I'm Brian Tuck. The podcast has grown beyond anything that I could have hoped for. And as you will hear shortly, there are listeners who share our interests all over the place. Creativity and the need to find a sense of purpose are universal. The podcast isn't just a long-form interview show. It's also becoming a community, which is really, really amazing to me. Now, in order to keep this going and to keep the podcast 100% commercial-free, I need your support. Go to the podcast's webpage, creativeconfidential.net, and click on the tab that says support the podcast for as little as $5 a month. We can keep this show again, 100% commercial free. I get a lot of questions from people now about the podcast's subject matter, about the arts, about the nonprofit world, about startup organizations, about entrepreneurship. And I thought it would be interesting to share some of those questions with you here in this mini episode format. So Let's get started. The first question is from Jared in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hey, Brian, this is Jared from Pittsburgh. Uh, My question to you is this. uh, Can a venue be considered a tax-deductible donation for a nonprofit group? Uh, That is, would you assign the regular rental fee as the value of your tax-deductible donation to that group for whatever event they may be holding? Thanks a lot. That's a great question. Uh, For the purposes of this answer, we're going to assume that your organization is uh, is exempt from taxation under 501c of the tax code. So not all nonprofits are also tax exempt. It's a separate step that you have to go through with the IRS. And that's probably a whole show unto itself about how a how an organization obtains tax exempt status. Uh, there's been books written about that. It's a whole area of the law unto itself. Um, I can certainly uh, guide people on that if if they're interested. But for the purposes of this answer, let's assume that's already been done. Now the question was: Can the donation of a non cash asset? like a rental space or uh, something like that, can that also be tax deductible? And the answer is yes. That's what's known as an in-kind donation. So basically, there are two kinds of donations that uh, people can make or organizations can make to uh, 501 uh, organizations, to charities. Um, And it's either cash uh, you know, check securities or or some other form of cash equivalent, or it can be an in-kind contribution. Now, an in-kind contribution can take a lot of different forms, but specific to Jared's question, uh, can the donation of uh, a rental space be considered uh, a, a donation? The answer is yes. And basically what you would do is, Let's say, for example, we have a 501. We're going to throw our annual uh, annual fundraising dinner at a local, you know, local event hall or event center. Now, the event center may want to make a donation without having to write a check. So, what the 
what the conversation is, is that the event center donates the space. So in other words, your nonprofit does not get charged for the rental amount. What the event center should get back is a letter from the tax exempt organization which says we recognize your in-kind donation in the amount of whatever the rental cost is. So in this example, if the event center costs $2,500 to rent for, for the evening and the event center does not charge the 501 organization for the event rental fee, that's an in-kind donation and that should be recognized by a thank you letter from the 501 to the event center. And then the event center can take that letter as evidence of its tax deductible contribution to the 501. Hope that answered, uh, answered your question. Thanks. Yes, sir. I've been really contemplating this question. I'm starting a new business and I'm, I'm really struggling with getting my community to collaborate with one another. And I'm also having a hard time with encouraging creativity through collaboration. Do you have any suggestions of how I can ignite creativity and collaboration? Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And that was a that's a great question too. That one was from Curry in South Carolina. You know, I think authenticity is the key. Whether you're trying to build a community, you're trying to build a business, or your you know whether it's a band or a, a, a play that you've written, or you're trying to build a better mousetrap and develop a client base. I think authenticity is really the key to doing that. And, you know, it's okay to be quirky. It's okay to be weird and be unique and not like everybody else in your space. That's what sets you apart from, uh, you know, from, from the field. So I think the first thing really is be yourself and be as authentic as you can because, People want to belong to something. And if they find a quality in you that they can identify with, they're going to, they're going to help you. They're going to support you in terms of, you know, the mechanics, you know, how to do it. I think there's more tools now than there ever were, whether it's Facebook live broadcasts, whether it's, um, uh, building a, a social media following, there's there's tons of ways to engage with people. Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You have to use all of those tools. And if your community is local enough, you know, think about doing some in person community building. You know, whether you can host people for. Um, you know, for happy hours, if it's a business or if you're, you know, if you're in a band, you got to be out where the people are and you have to perform as much as you possibly can. So, you know, I, I think uh, the key to that is really authenticity, number one. And then you have to leverage all the tools that are available to you. Uh, there are now more more than ever. Uh, and and they're relatively cheap or free in, in a lot of cases. It just takes a lot of elbow grease, a lot of determination and consistency. And if you can do all those things and be yourself while you're doing it, then you're on the right track and you just have to keep 
keep attacking. Just keep plugging away. Best of luck on that. What is the process of selling music? And that's a question from Saeed in Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, right where we uh, near where we record. Um, how do you sell music? That's a very, very um, big issue these days. Um, there are now more tools than ever for creators to use. There's there's all kinds of you know apps and um, software that you can use, whether it's on your laptop, your iPad, your smartphone, or what have you, that puts recording technology in you know literally in the palm of your hand. Now, that's a major advantage that we have today that we didn't have even ten you know even ten years ago. Um, in addition. Once you create your music, you have more outlets to get your music in front of the entire world. You can upload the files to SoundCloud. Uh, you can upload files directly to iTunes. And there's no gatekeepers anymore. It's not like there's a major record label system uh, in place anymore where there's only a few gatekeepers you know back in the you know 1950s and 60s there were a relatively uh, few number of people that had the power to decide what the public got to listen to you know it was the it was the atlantic records the mercury records motown you know all of these labels that really were the gatekeepers for what the american public and you know people around the world got to hear that doesn't exist anymore uh there's no barrier to entry anymore to the marketplace now that's a good thing and it can also be a bad thing it's a good thing because you are in control of your own destiny. You can record and engineer your own pieces and you can sell them on the web, whether you're selling them on iTunes or on another website uh, like Bandcamp.com, for example, is a good one. Uh, that passes a lot more value back to the creator than iTunes does, for example. Um, but, you know, those are your options. Now, that's while that's a fantastic situation for creative people, it's also a, a bit of a double-edged sword because, because everyone is able to release music into the marketplace. As a result, everybody is releasing music into the marketplace. And what you have is uh, a flood you know, there are so many options for consumers these days that it's hard for them, I think, to tell, you know, to find what's what's good versus what's mediocre or what's not worth their time. So it's an interesting time. I think you have to be as original, you know, be very true to yourself, be very authentic. You know, people love authenticity. I think they can tell when uh, something is coming from your soul instead of, you know, songwriters engineering songs like their products to try to elicit uh, a response from a certain segment of the market. So, you know, I would say be creative, be as original as you possibly can, and engineer the tracks so that they're of the highest quality you can possibly make them, and uh, get 
get them out there. Now, I think in terms of monetizing your creations, I think selling music is very difficult because of uh, the prevalence of streaming, whether it's through Spotify or Pandora or Amazon or whomever. So uh, I think most musicians and performers, you know, are going to make most of their revenue from live performance. I mean, that's the reason you've seen uh, concert ticket prices go through the roof in the last 10 years. It's because all of the artists are trying to make up the revenue uh from live performance, the revenue that they lost because of the basically of the record industry kind of crumbling. So uh, that's, you know, that's really it. Be authentic, be creative, be true to yourself and get out there and perform as many, you know, as many performances as you possibly can in front of as many people as you can. And, you know, that's the ticket. So uh, best of luck. And thanks for your question. That's all we have for today. Thanks very much for listening. You can check out all the prior episodes by subscribing on iTunes, following the podcast on SoundCloud, or by visiting the website creativeconfidential.net and click on the Episodes tab. Until next time, I'm Brian Tuck. This is Creative Confidential, and I will see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening to Creative Confidential with Brian Tuck. To have Brian consult for your arts organization or to book Brian for public speaking engagements or personal coaching sessions, send an email to brian at creativeconfidential.net. That's B-R-Y-A-N at creativeconfidential.net. To get future episodes automatically, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or visit us on the web at creativeconfidential.net. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.